Hello, and welcome to episode 72 of the Atlanta Men Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Rogers, and I'm back with Sean and Evan. Uh, back-to-back days, we'll have a podcast tomorrow to recap in uh, game two. But uh, we're here to discuss game one, which did not go the Braves' way. They get punched in the mouth and lose game one, seven to six. And um, yeah, so uh, let's get right into it, guys. Um, first inning, Max Freed. Was a uh, pretty pretty good through two batters, and then things kind of fell apart immediately after that. He gave up four straight singles with two outs, and um, really, really annoying that that happened. Something similar happened in the Mets series to Kyle Wright, where he gave up three with two outs, and uh, Max gives up four, gives up two runs, and um, yeah, he had Real Muto, two strikes and two two strikes and two outs, and um, ended up giving up two runs. I think it's pretty difficult to do so. Uh, what do you guys think of the first inning of this one where Max gets a little bit unlucky, but also kind of his own doing with some bad pitches? Yeah, that's super unlucky. I mean, four straight hits uh, after getting, you know, one and two man out. Uh, you know, <clears throat> I saw a couple balls hit to second base that I thought, you know, if Arcia was playing, um, you know, at his true position, he was kind of playing up the middle once we got base runners on. Um, but it just super unlucky for, for Freed in the first. Yeah, it was a lot of – I wouldn't even – I mean, it was it was good contact, but a lot of bad pitch selection, I'd say, from Max Freed and Darno there. Um, I mean, he went two straight fastballs to Bohm, I think, to get him 0-2, and then tried to blow by him again, which his velo was not up today. It was actually down, I want to say, like two or three miles per hour. So, tried to blow by him, and that's just rare for Max Freed because he usually – see him try to get to using his curveball early and showing it early. But yeah, it was a disappointing first inning. Like it was it could have gone so smoothly considering he got the first two outs and three pitches and then just went downhill really, really fast. Yeah, kind of the whole outing went downhill after that. He did have a um, scoreless second, but we can uh, just kind of touch on Freed and his overall outing real quick here. We'll get more into like the specifics as we go through the whole game, but he just was not sharp at all in this one. Like you said, Sean, his velo was down to like 91, 92, which is, you know, Max isn't a guy that throws 100 miles an hour. Uh, he kind of relies on soft contact, and he does strike out his fair share of guys, but he doesn't really get that done with velocity, so it's not the biggest deal in the world, but definitely not a good thing. And um, it was mentioned during the uh, Mets series, too, when um he came out of the game and no one knew why he came out of the game yet before they knew he was sick. Uh, there was, like, some charts floating around Twitter of his uh, velocity throughout the year, like a chart, and it's just going straight down for his velocity throughout the season, so... I think that's uh, starting to catch up to a little bit, maybe a little wear and tear. But you would think, you know, he's had a lot of rest in between his last two starts. Um, and that's kind of a topic of conversation at the game for the team as a whole. Is, uh, were they rusty in, um, in this game? I don't think so. I think that was just kind of one of those dumb storyline things that, like, the Fox broadcasters were trying to spin and all that. I don't think that was the case, except for maybe free. But I think the rest of the team played pretty well. The bullpen and the offense were pretty good. Um, in this one. So <clears throat> move on to the bottom of the first now. And uh, Bryce had a chance to strike back immediately. Um, they load up the bases with one out for uh, William Contreras. And um, his at-bat did not go well at all. Um, some of it was on him. Some of it was on the umpire who made a horrendous strike two call on a pitch that was about two, three inches inside on him. And um, that was like the only time the entire game that that got called a strike, which was like the worst possible time for you to have your mistake is I think he, the umpire did settle down behind the plate and kind of get a little more consistent, but this was the main call in the first couple innings. That was bad, but um, he was kind of all over the place, but that would have been ball three. And the difference between a three run three, one count and a two, two count is obviously massive. And um, he gets a three, two, but then he grounds into a double play and the Braves get nothing on bases loaded one out. So what was going through your guys going through your guys heads um, without call and then the double play after that was probably the most brutal sequence of the game, honestly. Yeah, that was a bummer. Um, you know, you 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 want to get right back uh, after giving up two in the first. Uh, you know, that that ball was a good three inches inside on, on Contreras, 
And, uh, you know, the crowd let him hear it. That was a, it was a horrible call. I think the next pitch, uh, he grounds into the double play, just killer. I mean, it, it, that'll end a rally right there. Um, and it just really sucked. Yeah, that was, uh, I mean, obviously you said that's a, that's a big change. A 3-1 count is a lot different from a 2-2 count. Um, and, I mean, Contreras still, he, he put a good swing on the last pitch. I didn't think it was too bad of an at-bat, but, like, it killed him with that with that pitch. But he, he did still did a good job. I thought that ball had a chance of getting up the middle when he hit it. But, yeah, that was a disappointing end to the first just because we gave up the two quick ones and then had that immediate chance to come back and – weren't able to capitalize on it. Yeah, no doubt. And I think that was a theme throughout this game really was until the very end when they kind of, when they got the big three run uh, homer by Matt Olson, the offense couldn't really tell by the scoreboard only put up three runs for most of the game, but I think they were overall solid. They just couldn't get the big hit. Like they were getting on base. I think they walked seven times in this game, maybe even eight. Um, Let me see. They walked yeah seven times in this game, which is a lot of walks. Um, we talked about Max Freed being bad. Ranger Suarez was not good either, but he got bailed out a couple times. Um, so they, they both had the same exact innings pitch in this game, but it was a very different um, 3.1 innings pitch. But, yeah, that was that was a very, very bad sequence right there. Um, and like you said, Contreras didn't have a bad at bat at all. Um, bad result, obviously, with the double play, but I think he had good at bats all game. I think most of the guys did, really. Uh, but uh, we'll move on from there. And uh, there's a little bit of hope after this to the next inning. Uh, Travis Darno goes deep to make it two to one. Um, that was uh, the only offense for a while for the Braves. But um, at this stage in the second inning, you know, you're only down one run at this point. And um, you think to yourself, man, if free can settle in here, Ranger Suarez looks shaky. You can um, probably take advantage of this. And this game is still very, very winnable at this point. Uh, so were you guys thinking of Suarez really early on? Because I thought he looked pretty bad. And um, he just, he got pretty fortunate to only give up the, I think he only gave up one run. So I think he got lucky there. So what did y'all think? For sure. For sure. I mean, you know, he threw more pitches than Freed. Um, through two innings, he was at he was at 40 pitches. And uh, you know, you were looking to get to that bullpen really early on. And um, you know, he just got super lucky. You know, he got he got out of two jams with bases loaded, uh, no damage. I mean, that's the difference, you know, putting putting the ball in play with with two outs, you know, runners in scoring position. You just you just gotta have that timely hitting, and we did not have that today at all. Yeah, he really, he really didn't have much good stuff going uh, for his three and a third at all. Um, like I thought, he threw probably about the same amount of hittable pitches as Freed. It was just the fact that the Phillies were hitting it, and the Braves were fouling it off or missing it or taking it. Um, so I mean, props. To, I mean, the Phillies had a good game plan for sure against Freed, and then knowing that he didn't have his best stuff, they definitely took advantage of that. But yeah, Suarez definitely didn't have really anything going. Had a lot of walks. He was kind of all over the place. He couldn't really keep the Braves off the bases, but he could keep them off the scoreboard because he made a lot of big pitches once it got to that two-out, one-out uh, situation with bases, base runners on. So he was able to get out of the the jams that Free just couldn't seem to get out of pretty much. Yeah, and I don't want to criticize the offense um, too much because they scored six runs at the end of the day. When you score six runs with Max Freed on the mound, you win that game nine out of 10 times really. And, but um, they still, despite scoring six runs, they went two for nine with runners in scoring position and they left 19 on base. The Phillies left 13 on base, which uh, that was a little surprising. They left that me, but 19 uh, that's, that's a large number of guys to leave on base and going two for nine versus the Phillies five for 12 reverse in scoring position is kind of the difference here. But like I said, I don't want to criticize the offense because I think they did their job on the whole. They kind of went a weird way of going about it of the, what the sequencing of how they scored their runs, but six runs is six runs at the, at the end of the day. And I think the main culprit in this game is freed. He was just, um, he was pretty rough in this one. Um, but uh, we'll move on to the third inning. And uh, this is where Max really started to lose it some more. Uh, he gives up two more runs in the third after he uh, made a bad error, um, kind of then complete overthrow Olsen, but a high thrower Olsen had to jump off the bag and get down, get up there and get it. Couldn't get his foot back on the bag in time. It looked pretty close. I thought the Braves might've challenged that play because he didn't land directly on the bag, but he slid his foot over and almost looked like he might've got him out, but it was really close to Braves side not to challenge. I think they probably should have challenged there, honestly. Cause it was just so close and that ended up being a huge play because freed 
gives up two more um, runs in that inning. And the Braves just kind of had like a overthrow. Like, I don't know what was going on. Darno on the uh, Bryce Harper bunt, which was something almost overthrew Olsen on the sack bunt there. And then Ronald threw a high ball to Dansby um, from right field. And then Dansby tried to throw back to Riley at third, and he almost overthrew Riley. So it was like four within three or four batters of just balls that almost just go over people's heads, which that was just kind of weird. But, um, yeah, what did you guys think of that? Definitely a weird third inning there. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, the double by Castellanos over Acuna, you know, it was a quick relay. They got it in quick. and uh, Acuna made know. a really nice play to get that ball off the wall. He did. He did. And, uh, you know, it was it's a difficult throw for Swanson to to jump, turn. And then he was kind of interfered with uh, Castellanos on second base. He had to throw over him to to get a good throw. But a good throw gets gets Real Muto out at third. And, you know, you know what happens from there? I, I don't know. But, um, yeah, just a weird, weird defensive inning, you know, unusual for the Braves. Yeah, this this inning was like felt to me was like worse than the that first inning just because you know the, the Phillies got the four straight singles and it was a little bit of soft contact little he got hit hard a couple times but this one felt worse just because I know it could have been avoided with the plays that were made or weren't made especially Freed starting off the inning with a bad throw I think if he gets that first out you know obviously he has to throw to Harper um but yeah I think he he can settle in a little bit after that but just going straight into another bad inning for him with that errant throw just kind of set the tone and it was, it was easily avoidable, but it definitely, it hurt. It hurt a lot. Yeah, for sure. And I don't want to, like, that was a good point to Evan saying that that throw for Dansby, that was a tough throw for him. So I'm not, I'm not yeah, like, was. getting on Dansby. It was just funny that the three throws before that were all high too. And it just ended up being kind of high. I was just like, what, what's happening? Like, why are all these balls just sailing on him? Um, which the Ronald and Dansby ones are more excusable, but Dart, Freed and Darno's. Darno's um, Olsen ended up getting back on first and getting him out. Um, but I think actually Darno's was the one where Harper bunted. So I, I, I messed that up. That was actually yeah, a swinging, was. yeah, that was like a swinging bunt that Freed fielded um, and uh, had the error on, which ended up being a costly error. Those runs ended up coming, to, coming around to score as a sack fly by Bohm and then Gene Segura with a single to make it four to one. And uh, so at that point, the Braves have another huge chance in the bottom of the third to strike back um, after giving up two runs. They load the bases up for Darno, which you feel good about. Darno just homered in his last at bat, but he uh, strikes out on a ball that was pretty high and out of the zone. Darno is not a guy known for his plate discipline, really. Um, he's, he likes to swing it, and uh, he couldn't catch up with that one. Um, that was one thing Suarez, I think, had going in this game was the high fastball. Struck out Darno right there and uh, got Dansby a couple of times too on that high high heater. Uh, so just another waste opportunity there for the Braves, and it's just really deja vu. The first and third innings, Phillies get two, and the Braves stranded the bases loaded in the bottom half. So, um, how'd y'all feel about Darno doing kind of the same thing they did earlier in the game? Little, little less brutal because it wasn't a double play, and um, that strike con Contreras. But what did y'all think of Darno's at bat there? Yeah, I mean he 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 swung it. I think uh, one off the plate, um, outside, and then. Suarez came back high with a high heater twice and got him uh, on two pitches out of the zone. It, it was just tough, you know. I mean, I, through that inning, um, I think we had left ten men on base, eleven men on base, twice with the bases loaded. Just, just not clutch hitting at all, and, and that'll kill you. Yeah, I mean, there, there isn't really much to say about Darno's swing. It was, or the at bat in general. It was, it was a bad at bat. It was a bad swing. Um, suck that they left so many runners on in the first couple of innings because that's just, I mean, that's the difference in playoff baseball, really. Uh, and I think we obviously saw that today just from the Phillies being able to cash in and then us being the complete opposite way. Um, but yeah, that was just another shitty inning, I guess. So, yeah, no doubt. And, um, you gotta give Philly some credit for their offense. I know it was a lot of singles, but there were some bloopers. But they were they were hard hit balls too. It wasn't like shades of the Mets earlier this year where everything was a bloop. It seemed like they were actually putting barrels on balls, and they just ended up being singles. They didn't hit a homer in this game, which was pointed out many times in the broadcast and a rod on Twitter. Which I don't know if y'all saw the a rod tweets. They ended up on my timeline. God, dude, that that just gets under my skin. I, I 
him, him just talking about bunning and small balls. Like, I would love to see A-Rod's face if one of his managers, hey, A-Rod, how about you squirt on a sack bunt here? I would love to see what his reaction would be. But that's that's a that's a whole other thing that just kind of got on my nerves. Um, but, yeah, so uh, from there, Freed comes back out for the fourth inning. Um, top, of, top of the lineup was coming up for the third time, so that was something to consider with Freed not looking sharp at all. And uh, they let him face it, but um, he uh, lead, leads off the inning against Sosa, who is the nine-hole hitter, and he walks him, which is not a good thing to walk the nine-hole hitter. And then um, he gets Schwarber, and then he gives up a little bloop double to Hoskins. That was one of the bloop hits. And then that was it for Freed, and they bring in Jesse Chavez. And uh, Chavez actually looked like he was about to get out of this, second and third with one out. He throws a really nasty 3-2 cutter to Real Muto. That just swung back in and got the outside part of the plate for strike three. But then um, Nick Castellanos, who was the ultimate supervillain of this game, has a, a back-breaking two-out single into left, and that made it 6-1. to one. That was his third hit of the game in the fourth inning. And um, he, Castellanos has been pretty bad all year for Philly. He was their big off-season off acquisition, and he had been pretty terrible all year, but he has absolutely came alive. I think he had some hits against the Cardinals and he had a huge game today offensively and he had one big defensive play later. So um, six, one down after that uh, Cassiano's hit uh, morale was very low for me. I don't know about you guys, um, but I was thinking this might just not be the day for the Braves after that. Yeah. I, yeah I, was, at this point, pretty... at this point I was like, let's just save the bullpen, you know, kind of just, let's just get out of this without, without burning our best arms. Um, it, it was rough. It was a rough for a little while. You know, it, this was the Nick Castellanos game. Uh, I don't know if something bad happened and, uh, and he heard about it, but he always seems to have, <laughs> oh, I don't even think of that, man. <laughs> some, something went oh, down that, that we don't know about yet and, and we'll hear about it. Yeah. I got, I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to rack my brain now, but something bad happening, <laughs> like something had to have. <laughs> that, that's a good point. I didn't think of that. There's definitely some natural disaster in, in some other country happening right now. It's like an earthquake <laughs> or something going on. Yeah, we uh, still yeah, about it. Yeah, I'm about to go watch the news. I'm sure there'll be something on there. But um, yeah, that was that was tough. I mean, using Chavez there, I was fine with. Um, I guess we should talk about that. That was like the first kind of decision in the game that Snit had to make. Um, it's the fourth inning, you know. Um, him getting Real Muto was huge there because he was able to just intentionally walk Bryce Harper to match up better with the righty Castellanos. And um, obviously that was not a good thing in this game because Castellanos was their best player. And um, But I still think that was the right thing to do, walking Harper there. Uh, that's just a better matchup. I know he got a hit, but I would just take um, Castellanos versus Chavez over Harper and Chavez pretty much any day. And uh, But yeah, that was just that was tough right there. And that ended Freed's day. And uh, got uh, got all of his runners off base. And his final line is pretty hideous. 3.1 innings pitched, eight hits, six runs. Only four of them are earned, but it kind of makes it even worse because his two earned runs were his fault for making an error. Only one walk and only two Ks. But, um, yeah, any uh, final thoughts on Freed's day? Um, he, uh, he was getting slammed on Twitter, rightfully so, but I think people were kind of taking it a bit far with Freed. He's been awesome all year. And uh, people forget how good he has been, but there's no excuses. He was awful today, and um, he definitely deserves deserves the main portion of blame for this loss. I think, for sure, for sure. I mean, he was really bad. You know, not hitting spots. Uh, yeah, I saw some some comparisons on Twitter, uh, some Clayton Kershaw references, but I, I'm, I was, I'm not yeah. gonna, I'm not ready to claim that yet. Um, you know, he'll had, he'll bounce had, back. Had to mention this is the same guy that went six shutout innings to win the world series. Like I know he was awful today, but he's been great all year. He was had, he was pretty good last postseason overall. I know he had a couple of iffy outings then, but Max Fried's a good pitcher. He had a bad day at a bad time and he deserves blame, but I don't think it's just time to completely abandon Max Fried and say that he sucks and all this, but he's just been one of the best pitchers in baseball. Really one of the best, maybe the best lefty in baseball for the past three years. So uh, what do you think about um, Fried's overall outing, Sean? Uh, yeah, just, it just wasn't him. It wasn't the Max Freed that we've seen, uh, over the last couple of years. It definitely factored in. He didn't have the fastball that he usually, usually has. I mean, when you see him pitch bad, it's usually that fastball command is where it gets him. He usually likes to throw it in to righties, which he usually, he, he does it, he does it great. 
um, when he's on, but today he just leaked over the plate and then he didn't want to use the curveball or maybe didn't feel good in it. And then he definitely didn't have the changeup or any other secondary pitches. So I think the Phillies were just kind of locked in on fastballs and they were hitting them, hitting them hard for the most part. And if he threw a breaker, it was usually over the middle and very hittable. So just wasn't a yeah. good outing by him. I still feel confident that he can come back in a game four situation uh, or five whenever we may need him um, and, and still give us a good outing, but wasn't, wasn't his best. That's for sure today. Uh, yeah, no doubt. And um, I mean, he, he was missing spots, but the problem was you'd almost rather him miss them for balls, but he was missing over the plate a lot. Like he threw 61 yeah. pitches and 45 strikes. Like he wasn't, he was finding the zone, but in not a good way. He was just leaving everything over the heart of the plate. And you got to credit the Phillies once again, man. They had a good game plan. I think they had a good scouting report. Obviously, they have no Max Free. They faced him a lot. And uh, Max has had pretty good success against the, against them, but um, <clears throat> they had his number today. Credit to the Phillies, but also Free just has to be better. And um, Yeah, I think, and I think I, I think I saw the Phillies had like eight swings and misses on his 60 – whatever 62 pitches right 61 yeah yeah I think it was eight swings and miss swing and misses and then I can't remember what the other stat was I want to say it was David O'Brien that tweeted it um but it was just he just wasn't missing barrels he wasn't missing the bat period yeah uh, he gave he gave up a good amount of hard hit balls to his time out there like this um, was one of those games where free just get if he got really unlucky and there was a lot of bloops and soft contact and it would be a lot different but this was not the case. It was, it was a lot of barrels and a lot of, a lot of hard hit balls. Yeah, the Phillies were earning them for sure. Like they, they, yeah. they're hitting the ball hard. Like it wasn't people. A lot of people just assume if there's a bunch of singles being hit that they're like all bloops, and it's just that was not the case in this game. Like they were just lasering singles, and Free was probably lucky that they were mostly singles, which is still did not end well at all for him. It could have been worse maybe if a few of those balls yeah. would have found the seats instead. Um. So moving on from there, um, Suarez came out to start the fourth two, but uh, Phillies end up yanking him after um, him only getting one out in that fourth inning. And uh, the Braves had another chance here. Um, runners on first and second with two outs for Dansby, who had um, had a bad game today, but he had been good. Had a huge series against the Mets, but he was bad today. And um, he struck out for the third time in uh, the fourth inning, which is hard to do. Strike out three times in four innings. Um and that, that was another waste opportunity. There wasn't a bases loaded, but I'm um, still rare in scoring position. Dansby, a guy who uh, has known to be clutch, could not come through there. And um, I forgot who came out of the pen for the Phillies after um, Suarez. Let me check that real quick. It was uh, Bellotti came in, and he got Dansby to strike out to get out of that jam. Um, so, yeah, shades of just the same stuff, really. Braves leaving runners in scoring position. I'm sure you guys feel the same way I do of – Kind of, kind of just feel the same after the Darno and Contreras at bats too. Just like, when's the big hit coming? And it, uh, I guess they kind of came, but it was just kind of too little, too late. Um, but we'll move on from there. We won't have to do the whole spiel about runners and scoring position again. Um, the Phillies continue to bunt in this game. They bunted with Harper and Schwarber, which I thought were questionable bunts. But they did bunt in this inning um, with Matt Veerling, which I think is fine um, from the Phillies standpoint to get that runner over. And it worked out because they got a sack fly out of it, and that made it seven to one. And that'd be all for the Phillies' offense, though. Chavez gave up that run, and um, that was the only charged run to the bullpen in the entire game, which was uh, pretty impressive. They were one of the bright spots in this one, especially not ha- not using Mentor, Reisel, or Kenley, um, and then being able to shut down the uh, Phillies the way they were. Kept the Braves, um, kept it to where in the ninth inning could be interesting. I'll put it that way. I wouldn't say kept them in the game because they were out of the game for most of it, but. They kept them to where they had at least a fighter's chance, and um, the Braves almost pulled it up. We'll get into that later. So what what do you guys think about the bullpen, um, especially not using the top three guys? Yeah, the great work from uh, Lee, McHugh, and Jackson Stevens. I mean, they held it down. Yeah, Jackson uh, Jack Stevens was really good. Yeah, I mean, it could have it couldn't got – I mean, it was already ugly, but it, it could have been a lot worse. And and to, like I said – after after going down six one seven one, you're just trying to manage the bullpen at that at that point. Just save pitching, get on to the next game. Um, you know, but we see the offense come back and work a little bit later on. Um, so that was good to see. Yeah, it was definitely huge from the bullpen to come in and extinguish the fire because the Phillies were hot for the first uh, four innings of the game. So 
to kind of subdue them and make sure they don't put up anymore and give the offense a chance. Finally, um, it, it helped a lot to where, the, you know, the offense isn't coming up, you know, next inning they're down by two more than they were the, the previous inning. So to finally do that and give the offense a chance to hit and do something, it was huge. But, yeah, I mean, that's that's all I got. All the guys were great. Great to not use the three guys that uh in the back end of the bullpen. Yeah, and um, Snit didn't fully punt in this game. He almost did though. With I think it was still a five-one game or a four-one game, and he had Oda Rizzi warming up, which I wouldn't have liked that. That would have been I think a bad decision. But I think Snit pitching wise, but I have some questions about some of the pinch hitting stuff, which we'll get into. Um, but uh, pitching wise, I think Snit did a fine job. Like. I saw some people complain about using Chavez there. It's like, what do you want him to do, man? It's the fourth inning and you're down. Chavez is he's good and he's the guy that can go multiple innings. So I don't know if they want them to trot out AJ Mentor in the fourth inning. That was never gonna happen, um, especially with Brian Snicker. Uh, but I think he was fine. And yeah, they did really well, especially like especially Jackson Stevens in those last two innings. That's where I thought, you know, man, if Stevens blows up here, it's not gonna be not gonna be good. And it's gonna really seem like they punted, but he pitched well. Two innings pitched, two strikeouts. Only give up one hit. Uh, McKee was good. Dylan Lee was good. He had two punch outs. Uh, so, yeah, all those guys were good and uh, definitely a bright spot. And going forward, having the more rested bullpen for game two might be an advantage for the Braves. Um, so we'll move on from there to the fifth, bottom of the fifth inning. And the Braves finally have a, a big hit with runs in scoring position. Darno um, has a two-run double that drives in Metals after he walked. And then Contreras doubled, so second and third, and um, Darno pushes one down the line to make it seven to three. And uh, at that point, Darno had all the RBIs for the Braves in this game, and um, looked like there's a little bit of life after that. And uh, didn't end up happening in the next few innings, but you're thinking like, man, we got four innings left, we're down four runs, we got the Phillies bullpen, like we can make this thing happen. Um, so what were y'all thinking after that Darno double? Yeah, it was big with uh, you know, one out Harris coming up, um. You know, you kind of felt the 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 tide changing a little bit. Um, you could see you could see kind of the the pitcher, you know, showing some showing some nerves up there, um, a little shaky. You know, walking Olson and 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 back to back doubles like that. Um, I thought we could really got something going there. Uh, we were still in it. I mean, seven three, very very doable. Yeah, I was I was feeling pretty good. I was getting hype, uh, but you know, we were. I was hoping that we could maybe string together some more hits and get some more runs that inning, which ultimately, obviously, we didn't. Um, but that was huge. Darno coming in clutch again for the second time in the game uh, was big. It just didn't amount to more runs, which obviously, like I said, that's what I would have hoped. But, yeah, that double was huge. Definitely gave me hope at that yeah. point in the game. Oh yeah, yeah, me too, no doubt. And the ending was still alive too. Like they had Harris coming up, and um, he he had a pretty good at bat. They bring in the lefty Brad Hand to face him, which um was the obvious thing to do there. So that um, but he had a he had a good at bat against Brad Hand, who's a pretty tough lefty, especially lefty on lefty. And he uh, smoked one into the gap, but uh, Matt Veerling ran over and got it. That one looked like it was going to get down for sure, and the Braves were going to be in business big time. Um, but it ended up happening, and then um, probably the the weirdest decision of the game happened after that with uh, Robbie Grossman do up. They had the lefty Brad hand up and Grossman started today because uh, it was a lefty starter and he is known for hitting lefties and they use Von Grissom to pinch hit for him, which I don't, I was just confused by it. I don't like absolutely. I was really confused because I looked at Grissom's numbers against lefties and they're really good. Like I think he has a nine forty OPS against lefties kind of a small sample about like only 40 at bats, but Still, like he's been good, and um, maybe people think that Grossman might be hurt. I don't know if that's the case. I'm sure Snickers Snitz will be asked about it in the post game. Uh, but Grissom just kind of got dismissed by Brad Hand. He threw some nasty curveballs to him and struck him out. Um, but yeah, that was definitely weird because uh, Grissom just hasn't played much at all down the stretch. And um, yeah, I just don't know. Maybe maybe Grossman's hurt. We'll probably probably find that out, but um, what did y'all think of that? Because I just thought it was very odd, and uh, yeah, just uh, kind of weird timing too there. Yeah, super weird. Uh, you know, you start Grossman because he he rakes left-handed pitching. Um, 
you know, if, if there's an injury or, or, or something's up, I understand. But throwing in Grissom in that moment when he hasn't been playing for the past month, uh, you know, RC has been step, stepping in for him. And, you know, it was just kind of weird. And, you know, I thought they might bring in Ozuna if they're pinch hitting. Uh, but, you know, to bring Grissom in was just really weird because he hasn't been playing um, in that moment, you, you know, just kind of throwing him in the fire there. Um, but yeah, he, he, he had a pretty poor at bat. I think he got to two, two, um, you know, ended up striking out with runners on first and third, just, I don't know, very quick, very questionable by Snit, honestly. Yeah. I mean, y'all pretty much covered everything with that decision. I was confused just as much as you guys were. Um, like you said, Evan, I thought if we were going to bring a righty bat off the bench, I thought it would be Ozuna, but didn't happen that way. Um, and then I was at that point, I was like, wait, are we going to bring Grissom in the left? But I forgot about Rosario on the bench. So I was I was all confused in that situation. But Snit at least had that part handled. But the batting situation, I was definitely uh, not on the same page. Yeah, it was it was weird all around. And they did end up using Ozuna off the bench too later in the game to face um Alvarado. They brought him in for Eddie after Eddie came in the game after um Grossman and Grissom had their swap and they didn't want Eddie to face the lefty Alvarado. So Eddie doesn't even get end up getting in a bat in this game. As the next time that spot came around it was Ozuna who grounded out to Alvarado. And I don't I just don't know, man. I I think I don't know if it was just him just trying to make something happen. Like, cause if Vaughn comes through there, the vibes are going to be off the charts. You know, mm-hmm. it would it would have been awesome, but when he does, then it's just like, yeah, what are we doing? You know, it's it's kind of tough. Um, so it, I saw people saying that it was just button mashing out there. I don't know if that's what he was doing, but it would have been a magical moment if Vaughn would have came through there. Um, but he didn't end up didn't end up working out like that, and uh, yeah, but still at that point, yeah, four innings left, like I said, and um, I was thinking, man, it's Philly's bullpen. We got a chance here, four runs and four innings, not impossible. But um, next, next, the next three innings, absolutely nothing happened. Nothing. Uh, Sir Anthony Dominguez comes in to face the top of the lineup in the sixth, and he absolutely blows them away. Struck out Dansby for his fourth time in the game. Um, Dansby had a hit later, which was seemed kind of important for how bad he looked earlier. But at that point, it was like, oh, my God, Dansby, what are we doing? Uh, and he gets six up, six down in the sixth and seventh inning. And then um, we got to talk about uh, Alvarado and his oh man entire mound maintenance. That every time, I think every time he's pitched in Atlanta this year, he's done this to where he has to get the landing spot on the mound just absolutely redone by the entire grounds crew and delays the game by about five or so minutes. I was had to at least mention that because it's just kind of ridiculous. I know. Um, Erica Flaherty, the former Braves reliever, he hates it on Twitter. He every time he does it, he's just like, "Get this guy out of here." <laughs> but he, I think he he had a good quote a few weeks ago when Alvarado did it. He said, "If you want to have the mound fresh for you and ready to go, then be good enough to be a starter." And I think that's a good quote, and I think that's accurate, and I think it's pretty cool coming from a reliever himself saying that to another reliever. A little unbiased there from a Flaherty. But yeah, that's just kind of ridiculous. Um, when they said Alvarado was coming to the game, everybody was like, oh, I wonder if he's going to do it again with the mound. And sure enough, they come back from commercial and the whole grounds crew's out there just beating the hell out of the the landing spot for the <laughs> foot with the thing. It's just like, God, what are we doing? The but human, uh, the human, human rain delay is what they call yeah. him. Yeah. yeah. He's a baby, man. He has to have the mound literally perfect. You know, Smoltz was sitting there defending him. I don't yeah, know why. Oh, God, man. oh my goodness. <laughs> John Smoltz, man, he tries so hard not to be biased towards the Braves. He he kind of turns he over, on the Braves. He ever does. Yeah, that. he really does. <laughs> At least we have uh, you know, Joe Davis in there to kind of keep yeah, the he's peace. Good. But and I, it's... I think I think John Smoltz gets paid by the word. Like he he every like he talks a lot, man. Like everything he breaks it down like to a T. Like every situation possible, and he just I think if he toned it down a little bit, he would be fine. But man, he just wouldn't shut the hell up. <laughs> like he, he just kept talking, man. Um, but yeah, that's just yeah, that's that's not really game stuff. That's just kind of annoying stuff. But yeah, Smoltz was like, Yeah, like I totally get this, you know, and it's just like, dude, like come on, like just get a bit a bit annoying, but yeah, like I said, nothing happened in the um seventh, eighth, or sixth, seventh, and eighth innings for either squad. 
both the bullpens just absolutely shut down each other. Um, for the Braves, we already mentioned Lee McHugh and Stevens. They were good. And then um, Dominguez and Alvarado shut them down. And uh, heading into the bottom of the ninth inning, the Braves had been 11 up, 11 down. And then um, we'll talk about it now, what happened in the ninth. But a little bit of magic almost happened um, right here. Ronald Acuna, who had his third hit of the game, and he also mixed in a walk, so he was on base four times. So my Ronnie MVP pick for the series is looking pretty good so far. Looking good, about, yeah. I don't know about I don't know dancing one's looking terrible. Yeah, the dancing <laughs> one's looking rough, but hey, we'll, we got, we'll, we'll talk about it more, but there's a lot of series left. It's a series for a reason. But um, yeah, Ronald gets on with a leadoff single. And then Dansby hits one that I, prob- I thought probably should have been a double that he hit off the wall. Um, it didn't really end up mattering at all. Um, but I just thought I should mention that he hit one to the wall over Cassianos's head and um, had a long single. So it was uh, first and third for Riley at that point. Riley strikes out to Zach Eflin, who is now their closer um, somehow, their former starter, Zach Eflin. And then it's Matt Olson time. And Matt Olson, who had a good game, by the way, too. He was on base, I think, three or four times also. He looked like he gets under a ball that was just going to be a sack fly, but I think it just got caught in that jet stream and just kept going. And it gets over uh, the center field wall, dead center. And uh, it's all of a sudden it's seven to six, one run game with one out in the ninth. And um, what was going through your guys' head? Cause it almost, it caught me off guard a little bit. Cause I was like, Oh, that's just a lazy fly. And if we're being honest, like I was, I wasn't thinking the Braves were going to come back at this point. I was just kind of like, you know, make me believe. And when he hit that one, I was like, oh, there's two outs. But it just kept going. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, I got to get, like, invested now. Like, it's time to get put my heart on the line. Uh, so what were, what were y'all thinking when he hit that one over? Because I thought that ball did not have a chance of getting out. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm with you on that. Like, it just looked like a pop-up, um, honestly. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I was half paying attention. I saw him I saw him kind of sky one. And I took a double take. And it just that ball just kept carrying, carrying, carrying. Um, I thought it was going to be caught at the warning track, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, I mean, as soon as that goes over, over center field fence, you know, you got, you kind of got to, well, okay. All right. One out. I mean, you know, you, you do get more invested. I know my heartbeat spiked tremendously after that. I have to interject real quick, Evan. Um, we mentioned Castellanos earlier and how he had the game of his life on the news right now on a 285, a man crashes his car after getting shot on 285. So I think that's, he saw that pregame. Like, yeah. All right, time to lock in. Man dead on 285. Time to go. <laughs> <laughs> I probably should be laughing at that. My bad, but and there's a deep uh, drive to left. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but uh, yeah, Sean, you go ahead and talk about also. I said um, it's on Fox still from after the game. It's Fox Five News. It's such a terrible stuff. Yeah, no, I was. Uh, I, I had to mention it. <laughs> I was feeling pretty much the same way y'all were. I mean, I don't even think Matt Olson thought he got all of it because you kind of saw him hit it and kind of turned his head and yeah, it's like that look that hitters give when they just missed it. Um, and then, like you said, I mean, it just kept going back. Marsh, the center fielder, just kept going back, back. And I was watching with my friends at a restaurant, and we are like, oh, shit, oh, shit. And then you see him run out, of, run out of room and lands over the fence. And just like y'all two and everyone else in Braves country gave me too much hope for the <laughs> ensuing two next two at bats. So yeah, we'll get uh, into those. Yeah. We'll get into those now. Um the next one was Bill Contreras came up after Olsen and um he kind of just flared a ball into right. Um didn't even really get a full swing on it, but it looked like it was going to turn to gold, at least be a single. But Nick Castellanos, who pretty much I mean he was just on one today. You just kind of gotta tip your hat at this point. I think any other game of the year he doesn't catch that because that guy typically cannot catch a cold in the daycare. He's like the worst outfielder in baseball. It's like him and Ozuna, <laughs> like are the two worst, but he makes a nice sliding catch. And if he doesn't get that on the slide, that's, I think that's, a double. that's two. That's two. Yeah. I that's think it base. might be that's a triple. A I think it might've been a triple because no one was really backing the, him up and it was going to roll. Depending on where that triple. kick was. I think it was a double for sure. But yeah, if, if he yeah. kicks wrong or it kicks, Far away from, I think Contreras. I mean, he was sprinting out of the box. So, yeah, it depends. He definitely if he, would. Yeah, yeah. So if it it depends if he like would have straight up whiffed it. If he would have ticked it, probably just a double. But if he would have whiffed that, and it just kept rolling, it would have been a triple, I think. And uh, but he makes the catch, and that was just like the, he Cassianos was the backbreaker in this game. That single he had earlier, 
I made it six to one, and then that catch just took the life out of the game, really. And then um, Darno comes up, and he grounds out up the middle, and the game's over. Seven to six is the final. So, yeah, they made it interesting for sure, which, you know, it sucked for our just morale and our feelings, I guess, of just um, our overall, I, I don't know, just our fandom kind of having a little demoralizing ninth inning. But I think on the whole for the series, it was encouraging that they did that. And um, Eflin, I, I should have mentioned this to start the episode, but I don't know if y'all saw this. David Robertson, who they traded for at the deadline, did not make the roster because he hurt his calf celebrating Bryce Harper's homer in the wildcard series, which is just crazy. Second year in a row, the Braves have had something like that happen. Because last year with the Brewers, Devin Williams broke his hand yeah. from punching a wall. So that's definitely a fortunate thing happened. What for did the you? Uh, did you see Phil? Phil Mayton or however you oh, say. Oh yeah, name. he did the same thing. Yeah, punched the wall or locker or whatever. I think he punched, he punched the broke. locker in the last series of the year when the Astros are locked into the, the Astros. Yeah, they're up <laughs> like twenty games in the division. The, ga- the game doesn't matter, do you? Like chill out. Yeah, that, I saw that. That's that's crazy. Yeah, too. that was insane to me. I mean, at least. Yeah. No, he he just he just wanted to punch something clearly. Yeah. But um, yeah. But bring it back to Eflin, who I think is going to be their full time closer now, because I think him and Robertson were kind of splitting it, closing duties, and it looks like it's going to be Eflin's going to be the guy, and the Braves got three runs off of him, and I think that's very encouraging. Um, mentioned earlier, but not having to use any of the big bullpen arms is a plus, and getting to see all the Phillies' big bullpen arms was good because they need to get they got to figure out something against Dominguez and Alvarado. They cannot just let them shut them down like that because they just straight up blew away the Braves like nine up nine down it was pretty bad so they got to get something going off those guys for sure but um yeah trying to find the positives in this one those are really the only ones I could think of um besides the bullpen being good like we've mentioned a bunch and I'll say it again I think the offense was good in this game I know they could have been better but still at the end of the day you score six runs you need to win those games more times than you lose them so uh any more silver linings from y'all that yeah, you can think of Darnode. Travis Darnode was huge Darnode, yeah he was really good. And Acuna and Olsen, too. Let me – Acuna got on base four times, and I think Olsen got on maybe three or four. Olsen had the homer. He had two hits and two walks. So four times on base for Olsen, too. So, yeah. yeah the two guys, I... two guys that didn't do much were Riley and Dansby, but even Dansby had that hit at the end of the game. So maybe that'll get him going because he looked awful before that. I mean, I think the Phillies played – they they played some of their best baseball today. I mean, they were they were clicking pretty much everywhere today. Defense, offense, bullpen was good. Uh, and I just I think the Braves were they played a bad game or you, the offense played well. The pitching was not as great as we're used to it. Uh, so I think going into the next couple of games, you know, you don't really expect the Phillies to hit everything with two outs and find those hits and, all over the and the place. Braves to hit something with two outs right um, so I mean you expect some things to regress to, to some kind of normalcy but um that's what I'm hoping for I guess going into these the tomorrow's game for sure um yeah but yeah that, that's that's the one takeaway that you can kind of look at and kind of still feel good about tomorrow's game and the rest of the series is is that yeah, I have actually have a couple more things. So they were one of eight with runners in scoring position before uh, Olsen's home run in the ninth. Um, you know, that's going to improve. 19 left on base. That that will never happen again. Mark my words. That can't um, happen again. They're not going to yeah. win the series if that happens again. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I mean, the, the Phillies just played ABC baseball today. A lot of sack bunts, sack flies, getting runners in. I mean, they, yeah. they were just single, single. They didn't hit a home run today, and they scored seven. So I, th- um, I think they only you know, had two extra base hits all game. There were two doubles. Like, Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think Castellanos and Hoskins, right? Yeah, I think that was it. And um, yeah. they actually had three because Sosa had one. I don't remember that happening, but Sosa had a double, too. That's right. Um, but um, – I mean, Segura, no, but Segura's, that shouldn't have been a double. That was a single. He advanced to second on the throw, but whatever. Um, that's just nitpicky stuff. But, yeah, the runner scoring position stuff is obviously a huge point of contention in this game. Uh, the Phillies being awesome, the Braves being bad. It's a one-game sample, and weird things can happen in baseball with one game. And it just sucks, though, because if Freed was just, like, a little bit better, 
the Braves probably win this game. Like if he's just not having his, I think this might be his worst start of the season. Like he looked awful. I don't think there's, I don't recall if Reed being worse than he was today. And he picked the bad time for it. Um, the, that error he made was really bad. And yeah, that's the one thing I'm looking back, just that hurts the most. I mean, the bullpen and offense played well for the most part, and you have your ace on the mound. You're supposed to win that game a lot more than you lose it, and the Braves lost it. Um, but still, this is a series for a reason. It's a five-game series, so you don't have as much wiggle room as you would in a seven-game series, but there's still plenty of time to turn around. Um, I know Sean mentioned last episode the Braves are not good at <laughs> game ones of a series. They get lucky if they win them. Or first games of the playoffs, I should say. Um they didn't win this one. They didn't win the first game last year against Milwaukee. And um, you know how that turned out. It's not a, not saying the Braves are going to for sure going to win the World Series, but I'm just saying it's this thing is far from over. This isn't like the wild card where it's two out of three and losing game one's like almost a death sentence. You know, they have plenty of time to turn this thing around. And I think um, going into game two, you got to you got to get something going off of Wheeler and Nola, obviously. And um, Kyle Wright's going to have to have a big start tomorrow. He needs to. That's that's my one ask for tomorrow is Kyle Wright to be awesome tomorrow. And I think I think he can be. So uh, what are you guys um, looking forward to in game two? Any uh, X factors that you are looking at? Yeah, get to Wheeler, get to Wheeler uh, early and fast, you know, get 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 into that fully bullpen. Uh, both bullpens use a lot of arms today. So, I mean, that's the key. They, they use know. way more than us, though. So that's the that's the thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm same way. Score quick, score often, hopefully. Uh, and just kind of hope for Kyle Wright to have a great outing, which I think he will too, uh, and then go from there. Get back into the series, tie it back up. Yeah, and um, I don't want to say tomorrow's a must win because it's not because you lose tomorrow and still win the series, but going down 2-0 is going to be a tall ask, and, you know, it's going to be a tough game. Zach Wheeler is really good, and so is Kyle Wright, though. But um, this was the game on paper coming into it that the Braves – probably were the biggest favorites in with Freed versus Suarez and it just didn't happen. Um, but uh, yeah. And uh, one more thing I should mention for the series as a whole, I think I tweeted this, but when they were using Oda Rizzi warming up, I think that's a good sign overall for the Braves. Probably wasn't a good sign in the game that Jake Oda Rizzi's warming up in the fourth inning of a Max Freed start. But um, I think that's pointing towards Strider being able to start in um, game three or four. Cause they asked Ned in his mid game interview, um, about Strider, if uh, he could pitch in game three. And he just said, I don't know. Um, I would probably be a little surprised if they pushed him to game three. I think it'll probably be game four. But um, I think it's encouraging to have him back and a little ace in the hole for a game four, maybe even game three. So uh, what are you guys looking forward to uh, for Strider there? Yeah, you hit on all the spots there. Um, good news. Good news. I mean, seems to be fully healthy. So he's on the roster, uh, like we said. Um. You know, he's going to be huge, hopefully, game game four, game three, you know, depending on where they decide to use him. I think a lot of it depends yeah. on tomorrow's game, too. If they lose tomorrow, I think you might see him in game three. If they win tomorrow, they might do more in game three and then Strider game four. But I don't know, though. They might just go more in game three either way. Um, but just, it just depends. Like, we probably don't know how, how healthy he is or how stretched out he can be. Um, but, yeah, uh, go ahead, Sean. What are you going to say? Uh, no, nah, I mean, I was just going to agree with you guys, just knowing that he's healthy and knowing that they were, I guess, thinking about putting Odorizzi in when he was a potential starter that we had mentioned on yesterday's episode. Um, just knowing that and knowing Strider is good to go, hopefully at some point in this series, uh, is always good news. I mean, he's, he's been the, he's been the guy that pretty much that we can go to for, for a start when we need him. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully he can come up big in the series whenever we, uh, whenever we use him. Yeah, and um, he's been awesome against the Phillies all year. I think his ERA is like one two against the Phillies, which is great. And um, but yeah, that's that's a bit down the road, not a pertain to game game two, but yeah, game two tomorrow on Wednesday. They'll be off Thursday, and then uh, three straight for games three, four, and five if necessary. Um, on two on the road Friday and Saturday in Philly. And then if there's a game five, it'll be in Atlanta Sunday night or Sunday afternoon, I should say. They did not announce all the times and the latest the Braves are going to get is 4.30, which is, uh, we already went into that, but that, that kind of stinks. But better than the one o'clock game today, um, I think. Yeah, so, no yeah. Uh, so you guys got any uh, any other thoughts before we get out of here? 
I got one more thing. I don't know if you guys saw it at the end of the game. It was like game's over. They're showing the slow motion cutaways. And they cut to Cassianos like waving off some fans at the end of the game today. Oh, I did see Uh, that. uh, That just was interesting to me that, you know, he was he was giving the crowd that kind of that kind of stuff after winning game one, which I know he's probably on top of the world. He beat the Braves. I mean, he had an amazing day. Um, But I just thought it was interesting that, you know, he's. Which I mean, that seems like his his style, anyways. You know, talk a little it bit of trash. That's kind of his game. So, but I just thought it was interesting. Yeah, he he he, he likes to play the heel for sure. Um, oh yeah, he, he he was the heel today. He he kind of single handedly won this game for the Phillies. Uh, how many RBIs did he have? Three. Yeah, three three RBIs. Three, yeah. yeah, that led the team. Three hits. Had the game saving catch, kind of, because you know if Contreras is on third there or even second. No, there's a... I think we get to him. Yeah, there's one yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah, I think so we get that one in. That changes the Huge whole Darno at bat. So yeah, he he was great. Philly's offense was great. Their bullpen was good until the end. The Phillies played a near perfect game on offense. And I don't know if you can expect that. I think they've they've definitely changed their approach because this is a team that likes to mash. They got a lot of power. And them bunting with Schwarber and Harper just really points to them just going into a different direction for their approach of kind of slapping it around and that's how they beat the Cardinals. So it looks like it's working for yeah. them. Um, it's more efficient than how the Mets were doing it because they're actually hitting the ball hard. So you can actually project that this can actually, that they, I, I'm not trying to think this, the Mets just true. Like they were not hitting the ball hard and that ended up coming back to bottom because they couldn't hit against the Braves or against the Padres. Um, but uh, yeah, they, um, they're actually hitting the ball hard. And I think that's more sustainable um, when you're hitting the ball hard than actually just blooping balls around. So we'll see. Gonna be interesting for game two. Obviously, a huge game. The Braves need to bounce back, and I think they will. Um, Sean's Braves sweet pick is dead, but our picks are still alive. Evan, hopefully, we get three straight I had for hope. Uh, I had Braves, hope. And, Braves and four. My Cunha MVP picks looking good, but uh, the Arcia picks for Dark Horse for me and Sean are looking great. He looked a little shaky defensively today, which wasn't awesome. But he did have the awesome walk though. We forgot to talk about that. His walk was sick. He was fired <laughs> up about that walk. Yeah, you could hear him grunt. He was he was yeah. hyped up. Oh man. my god, the ball three that almost hit him. He like screamed, dude. He was yeah. That was the best two two take of all time. Yeah, that yeah, got that me was... hyped, man. Right yeah, there, I was, like... I was like, let's go. Because I think we were down. What was it six to one or seven one at that point? I was like, are we about to? We're gonna win this game, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> almost happened though. But um, yeah, I think we covered it all, guys. Um, but uh, we'll be back tomorrow recapping game two, hopefully. It has a better result than uh, game one. Um, really need it. Uh, but yeah, fruit or uh, right and Wheeler tomorrow. We'll be back to talk about it. So if you made it this far listening, we really appreciate it. And I will see you in the next one.